what's going on, Drew? Let's, How you doing? Let's go. What's going on? Can you guys you're hear looking, me? Okay, you're looking sexy in that. that no, uh, I'm not, I know. I'm in a hotel room in New York City. I got the New York City skyline here. Are you? Hold on. Are you wearing a shirt on top of another shirt? Yeah, shirt on shirt. Is that shirt okay. on shirt? I'm just that a shirt? That's. that's I think that's a what they call a faux pas. That, uh, that's not that's not a proper way you wear those shirts together. Can, can, um, you, uh, can you hear me okay? Because I'm not using my normal yeah. mic set and all that. I'm good. All right, let's rock and roll. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, you want to welcome people? Welcome everyone to the few podcast. Um, so uh, for those of you that have, have been following along, uh, we went through a couple iterations. First, we start. We you know we did about 110 episodes of me and Alex just bullshitting on. Uh, on like upstream and on Twitter spaces and kind of just like talking shit every day. And then we did about six episodes with a big crew, testing that out with this new rebrand view podcast. And now we're going kind of doing an in-between. It's going to be Alex and I as your every week hosts. And then we're going to bring on a guest in the second half of the show every single week um, so that we just like can do our thing, like the, the, the 30 minutes of bullshitting that we jo enjoy with, with a little bit more production, thanks to our, to our boy Jason Derulo. And then, uh, and then, and then we, uh, and then we're going to, and then we're going to bring on a, on a guest and, uh, and Alex can tell you a little bit more. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, like, uh, for all the, the guys who were on before, like they'll be coming in sporadically when they have, you know, things that they want to share or things that they have going on. Um, I think probably a noop will probably come the most. Uh, I love a noop. He's like our in-house. Uh, he knows a little bit about everything, you know, it's yes. like just, just enough to, uh, <laughs> to sound smart, but yeah, no, I think, I think, you know, you and I have been doing this for like two years and I think it's, um, I think the, I think it's also tough. I, you know, I'm not really sure how, how, how all in really gets it done where there's like so many people, everyone gets like just a few minutes to talk. Uh, I think they just record for like, they must record for like two, three hours uh, mm -hmm. to get, to get the, the material that they need. Yeah. Um, and we're, and hard, uh, yeah. we're a hard one hour crew. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's done at five o'clock. We are I, I, out. I have a meeting at five Oh one. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to do sort of this, this fun thing for, um, you know, we're still going to do like the rundown, we're still going to do all the stuff, but we're going to try to keep it tighter. We're trying to sort of stay honest, uh, on, uh, on this sort of situation. Um, mm -hmm. also we're going to record the first, I'm recording the first five minutes. I think I'm streaming it on, um, on Twitter and then I'm going to, I'm going to take it down and then we're going to push, uh, just to the few pod. If you don't follow the few pod on Twitter, you should. I don't know if Twitter is going to be here next week, but uh, if it is, or it's not going to call Twitter anymore. But I, by the way, we don't have that on the left side. But that, yeah, that Elon Musk uh, conversation was one I, for the ages. But you, the best line, the best line was, "You know, you're one of my really good friends, Jonathan." And then he's like, "My name's Andrew." Did you see what? that? No, I didn't see that. You didn't, that, that was the best. That was the best line. He's like, oh I'm only doing this because you're one of my good friends, uh, Jonathan. And he's talking to Andrew uh, Sorkin. That's, and yeah, uh, yeah it was, was he like, oops? No, he just laughed. He's like, I don't know. He's like, he's just like, uh, he's like, so, it's, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, here's, my, here's my quick quick take on that. I think that um, I will honestly say that I think Elon Musk is the right person to be in charge of, of X. Um, and here's why, because it's true. He laughed at the idea that he can be black blackmailed by money. He's like, you're going to blackmail me with money. All now, right, granted, that's not what blackmail is. Bla there's like <laughs> not, not being an advertiser on a website is not blackmail. That's just not what blackmail is. It is. They're basically saying, hey, we will not advertise you. We're going to try to kill your business if you don't adhere to our guidelines for communication. And I'm basically saying like, I think you need someone who's willing to step up to stick and get stand up against that to not allow advertisers and businesses to drive the direction of open communication. And he's what he's trying to do is create an environment and a platform for open communication, differing points of views. And I'm all fucking for that, dude. Like, I want that. I want a place where I can see differences of opinions and people that are, uh, and even if that offends me or if it's different than I agree with, I think well, it's okay. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't, I don't disagree with, with like, I, 
I actually have personally been, besides for like some of the spam a little bit, I mean, the spam's gotten really bad. Um, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy Twitter. I mean, honestly, I, I'm not going to get political here, but I honestly think that like the situation in Israel would be very different without Twitter and, and Elon's Twitter, not just regular Twitter. I think a lot of stuff historically has just been not, not shown or been, um, you know, maybe, uh, um, you know, like hidden. But I, I just, I, I think, I think uh, you can talk like that, right? And you can say, you, can, you know, it's funny and he's got whatever. If you've got a backup plan, it doesn't seem like he's ready to, because uh, honestly, I would pay a lot more for Twitter. And I think actually a lot of people who are active on Twitter would pay a lot. Like how many times do you see, like, I can't believe this is free. Like, because it, yeah. it, it's not, it's like eight bucks now. But it's honestly, I think that to some degree, he's going to have to charge more for Twitter. I just don't see a scenario where Twitter actually disappears because no, it's, it's so useful for so many people. Um, not, I think the more that he can build businesses, business units and revenue streams that, that allow for protecting against the advertisers that have that kind of sway, the better. All right, but let's try sticking with timing. Okay. So let's keep, yes, let's, let's stick with timing. All right. So we're doing truth. AJT. That wasn't a joke last night when we were in a chat together. Um, <laughs> So, I, by the way, by the, before you even go to the truth, yeah. I think that going forward, I think that I was talking, we were talking about this a little bit. I'd like to have like rapid fire, like 15 topics that we hit two minutes each, couple five minute topics, and then one deep dive. When have we ever talked for two minutes about anything? Well, it's we just, usually, because we usually are like, bobbing. So we're usually bobbing and weaving. But all right, let's go. Truth and AJT. Let's rock and roll, baby. All right. Yeah, no, I, I think this is going to be maybe a, a one, we're doing this weekly. Where I don't know, I just talk a little bit about like what we've got going on. A lot of people always are wondering, you know, what's 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 happening. By the way, this is this is alpha in and of itself. I don't know if you saw this, Drew. This is wow. new. It's like it. It's it's uh it's like elevated. It's pretty. It feels really nice. I'm actually not supposed to show this. If uh if Gray or anyone on the team is watching, they're gonna really be mad. Um, but uh, yeah, we okay. So in terms of stuff going on right now, um. If anyone is in the community um, and has been active, uh, you've you have been uh, probably coming to uh, Friday. So the thing in the community, in the Truth community, in Goblin Town, Illuminati, etc., is that um, every Friday we have a DAO call, and um, typically the first ten to fifteen minutes, like we'll record it, and then the rest will be uh, like off off the record. And for this past since the summer. Um, we've been just asking the community to not share what we have coming. And the main reason being is I really hate when people make announcements of an announcement. And um, what we, uh, what I, the way I have sort of evolved my thinking in terms of um, communities, uh, specifically NFT communities, is, mm -hmm. and, and, and this actually came from what happened with Only Up, the, the video game, is... Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of people who like games that are in our community. Um, but Only Up took off because the people in our community um, went and told other people to play, right? You basically, I look at the community now as like ambassadors um, and not as consumers, really. I look at them as ambassadors. And I think that that is really key. And actually, funny, Lucas here, I think he, he also sees that as well because He's basically taken the IP and brand and turned them everyone into an ambassador, right? You look at the holiday sales, everyone's like, oh, only you web three people are buying Country Penguins. No, like they were beating out like real things, like real actual brands in terms of sales. So I, I, I think that is the IP play is like take your community and turn them into ambassadors. So anyway, we have some stuff coming. It's coming in January. Um, and if you want to know more about it, we talk about it every Friday, uh, usually at two, three or four o'clock, depending on the week, this week it's at four o'clock. And so if you have a Dow token, you can come and listen and, um, we talk about what's coming. And so I know that's not a great, like alpha moment here besides showing you merch that's not publicly available yet. Um, but I think, um, uh, we're really excited. And the, the stuff that we have coming and the stuff that we're focused on um, is particularly around like, how do you take 
an IP brand, try to go mainstream and bring along your community with you. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and that's where our, we only have a minute left of this, this topic, but that's what the, the, the sort of the focus has been is like, okay, you take brands like doodles, like doodles could be like, in you terms know, of like really quickly. So like with where Pudgies has so far focused a little bit more on the consumer on consumer products and, and like their distribution outlets. And these are things that obviously we'll talk about later. You know, where would you say that you guys are trying to lean in uh, and leverage your, like, where are you, like his expertise was mostly prior to this. Yeah. Um, consumer products like where are you guys trying to like lean <laughs> and make your thing yeah so for us it's it's i the the ip that we've created yep. it's yep. it's entertainment so it's games it's stories it's content and yep. it's it's also software so there's mm -hmm. a, a faction of the team that builds like we're just software engineers and, and builders so mm -hmm. it's you know, we talk about like the things that inspire us that being like Lucasfilms and things like that. Lucasfilms was pretty like, uh, I don't want to say revolutionary, but they were uh, like the technology that they used obviously wasn't like software technology and it wasn't like software as a service or anything like that. But they were like uh, really ahead of their time in terms of software and technology as a as an entertainment company. And so the way that sort of we see it is the... Um, the entertainment stuff that we want to build and the things we want to do um, is going to sort of tie back to uh, like the ownership of the NFTs. And there's a lot more there. And, and obviously like I'm sort of talking around, you know, around the thing, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think like second week of January, people are going to be just be like, holy shit. I didn't realize you guys are doing this much stuff. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, so let's talk. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up to, that I thought was really interesting because, like, I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big floaty guy. I don't know if anyone here is on the float, like, is operating on the float blockchain. A lot of Top Shot people, etc. Um, I've been super active on Top Shot again. I'm in the I'm in a, I'm on a long journey right now to complete Series One's base set, which has 275 moments. So I've been trying to complete that. That's been my recent project. But other than that, like, I was I, I completed the rookie set with the with the Wembies and the Chats. Um, so I've been super active, but Floaty just released this new fleet. So most of the, the big sales that are happening right now on Flow blockchain actually happen not on NBA Top Shot. They're happening on Floaty. Floaty has like a bunch of different features like lower fees and um, you know different types of offering. And you could use Flow token. You could use USD. You could use, you know, you could use all different things. You could use your Dapper balance. It integrates with Dapper. So Floaty has been like where all the big purchases have gone down. So anyway, they just introduced a new feature that I thought was really cool, which is like the, the first bulk listing feature for any of the Top Shot moments. Like, and for, and what's really awesome about it is like, hey. They, they, they did it the right way. They did it where it bulk okay. lists, but it bulk lists to the fair market value. So they have a really interesting fair market value calculation. So it's not like you're bulk listing. And then like the hard part about bulk listing has always been like, well, if I want to do bulk listing, but not everything's the same price. So then you're not really bulk listing if you're doing everything individually. Bulk listing with fair market valuation is, I think, a gangster, massive uh, feature. So like I, I'm really excited to jump in there. I mean, I have a bunch of moments. Like I have an outstanding um, offer on Floaty right now to try to grab a, a LeBron Cosmic for 20k. I've been like waiting for someone to accept it. The last one just went for 27, so I'm still a little bit, still a little off. But um, yeah, I, I, I Floaty's been this is like high. your dream. This is your dream. Your dream is the LeBron Cosmic Hollow. My dream moment. My dream. It's my dream NFT. Honestly, I'll say that at this point right now. I think of any. You know, you know, we should have done that instead of uh, bought the Pico Top of Moonbirds. That would have been nicer. I would have been so happy with that. Um, all right, yeah. DJN. Are we doing DJN with Drew right now? Is that what we're going on? We, can we, we can go right hey, into uh, it. Jackie, can we get like a sound? Like, can I get like a weir or some shit? Like for like when we start DJN with Drew. <laughs> I need, like, uh, I need like a good like entrance into DJN with Drew. All right. Um, so I got you there. <laughs> let's go. Um, all right. So let's talk about what I've been buying this week. Um, so as you guys know, I'm still very, I constantly be, I'm constantly active. Alex, have you, do you buy anything these days or what's your deal? I'm a seller, baby. I sold an NFT for 1.5 ETH yesterday. Let's go. And it was a profit. It was in profit, man. Like good profit. Um, I, wait, can I tell you what I sold? What I sold? Oh, yeah. What'd you or sell? You're just saying. So you ever hear of Pixel Land? Vault? No, Pixel something Land. Pixel Land. 
Pixel? No, what is it? I don't, I don't know. Really, I don't really know much about it. What is it? You know what? I didn't know. Apparently, I got everyone on Illuminati on the, the whitelist like two years ago. <laughs> I swear okay. to God. Because someone just yeah. hit me up. and They're like, yo, the floor is going crazy. Apparently, they're dropping a token soon. And everyone's really excited. Um, and that's my cue of like, I've seen this story play out before. I'm going to sell it now. Um, but uh, yeah, I sold it for, I look back, I got it for 1.27 about two years ago. It was like 700 bucks. And I sold it for 1.5. Wow. Nice, n- nice, nice amount of money. So nice. I am, like that, that means we're back, right? Like if, if that's we're happening, back. it means yeah. we're back. We're back. All right. So let me tell you some of the stuff I'm buying. Lately, I've been loading up on, and I think this is actually a real interesting one for Goblin Town. So tell the Goblin crew about this one because I think they're going to love this. They literally talk about Goblin Town in the group chat about this one. So, oh, it's not letting me post. Jackie, it's not letting me post links. So I'm going to just drop it with you for some reason. You can do anything about that. And when I say Jackie, guys, Jackie's our producer. So he's in the background um, just making shout magic. Jackie. Yeah, shout out Jackie. Jackie's making magic happen. So when we shout out Jackie, it's like the, that's like our off-camera behind-the-scenes magician. And, and by the way, you should also explain that his handle is Jason Derulo. Jason, yeah, his handle is Jason Derulo. His name isn't Jason or Jason. So you see, yeah, you see him, you'll know. Um, but anyway, so I just started buying these one, these things called Pepimon trading cards, okay? I think they're fucking awesome. The art is sick. Um, and I don't know if, uh, by the way, um, ja- another uh, shout-out, Jackie. If there's any way to, like, screen share or, Jackie, if you're able to, like, show us something like if you could pull up the the collection does it not say up. present i i don't really know if i want to fuck with it but if jackie wants to or jackie you let <laughs> us know if we, but anyway the collection's awesome there's 3333 nfts what it is is there's a hundred of each edition of the of each card in the set and there's 33 cards in generation one series one the artist is awesome it's like true dgen they're like 0.01 true dgen stuff but he's got a lot of stuff He's got a really rabid community of people that really love his work. He's a really good artist. And he's got a bunch of stuff coming. So he's got, they're doing a, you burn two and you get this holographic, like in, uh, animated version of the first card. So there's a burn coming up um, sometime in Dece- early December. So he's already got that planned. He's got like people building. What he's going for? 0.01. So I've been trying to complete the set, the 33 of them. I believe I have like 25 so far. Um, and I just think they're awesome. Oh, they're just, oh that's yeah, pretty dude, cheap. I, I've been sweeping them. I keep sweeping. The floor has been great. It's like, I think there's real potential. They're about to do a burn. And then there's also this, um, I also really like, first of all, and then they're what the, in the next series, they're already announcing artists that are going to participate in set two. So like the animator. From I mean, South how, many, Park, how many should someone have? I mean, think? I, I mean, personally, like I would try to, and I, I'm going trying to complete the set. Cause I'm think I'm assuming that at some point he's going to reward set holders. But like, you know, it's so cheap. You can just buy a bunch also and just sell them, you go flip them on the burn or whatever, or burn some and sell the burn or whatever. It just feels like there's upside potential here. Like if this becomes like a- I haven't bought an NFT in so long, Drew, that you just made me buy five NFTs. We're back, we're back on few podcasts, baby. Now we gotta start buying NFTs again. It's game time. Damn, this is I just the- bought, I just bought five. Season. Good for you. This is the season now, guys, where we start to buy wow. NFTs again. We start degening again. There's there's interesting activity happening in token land. There's interesting activity happening in on the NFT world. There's the art community is fucking fire. A um, lot of really interesting stuff. But the set two, by the way, the South Park animator is going to be doing set a couple of the the, the cards in set two. So he's got some potential. This guy. So anyway, bought a bunch of those. I have about twenty five of them. I also bought seven more Opepins. So I'm now. Oh, I got one of ours. So I have to send one to our shared wallet. I got one for us. So I have. Oh, the one four, where you lost the bet with me. Lost the bet. Yeah, nice. guys. So, so I still have a chance in my bet with Beanie, but with you, I needed a little more cushion. So and you did it by 0.01, and then it never really hit that again. But like it's kind of been. Oh no! It, it went to point. It now went to 0.36. I think 0.37. I think it was like 0.39. Was it? Worst. I've seen that 0.37. So. Um, so yeah. anyway, so right. I am. So any, any last things? Because we're going to bring up Luca in a minute. Yeah. I've been loading up on Opepins. It's my biggest NFT position right now. Anything Jack Butcher, I think, is going to be fire. I think he's rocking. Have you know. bought his other stuff? The other yeah, recent I have, stuff? I have about three or four of his checks. I did not love the circle one. I was just like, it doesn't really resonate. Trademarks? Trademarks I liked. I did buy a couple trademarks. Um, I actually flipped a couple trademarks too, but I still have two of them. He had another one called Signatures that was like this circle. Um, no. You know? Wasn't obsessed, but, um, you know, that was really the gist. 
But anyway, guys, lots of really interesting shit to be degening into right now. The, the market's starting to get hot. We didn't even talk today about Solana NFTs, but the Solana NFT market is on fire. Everything's moving. Um, I am yeah. starting to kind of cover it a little bit more. Like I know we've been talking about it in our Warwick DAO, like how, what's the play here? We got to start to pay attention more. So we're all trying to pay attention a little bit more to um, to uh, the last. So there's a link above Pepimon trading pep cards. Pepimon trading cards. The one I just bought five of them that I'm yeah. going to have to hide in a, in a few weeks. Yeah, so I, so I, scooped, I scooped a bunch of the Pepimon trading cards. I have like 25 of them. And then Neo Pepins, I'm up to 40 of them. That's my big position right now. Um, and then a bunch of other stuff from Jack Butcher I've been trying to accumulate because I just think he's yeah. really executing well. But anyway, let's bring on our let's bring on our guest. Alex, do you want to uh, do a proper introduction? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Luca's going to – Luca's here. And uh, – we're gonna chat pudgy. I have I have really good questions for Luca. I try to come up with like the hot one style questions. Um, and I just had Jackie come up with them because he's really good at questions. But um yeah, Luca and I, I feel like how long have we known each other? Like uh, uh I wanna say Yeah, it's probably coming on a year, I think. Um, but welcome Luca. Hey, nice to be here. And it's uh, it's been about a year, yep. Luca yeah, by the way. Hold on, do you remember how we met? Yeah, that's so funny. You should tell the story. We had, well, we had the, we go to the place where we always go. Um, yeah. And uh, so there's a place in Miami market. Uh, Best Sushi in Miami is a place called uh, Yasu Tanaka, or at least my favorite place. I don't know if it's the best, but it's up there. Um, and we, who introduced, who introduced us? I don't even remember who introduced us. But we randomly were there with Nikki Haley's son. That's a true story. That's He's a nice kid. He was a really nice kid. Um, and uh, yeah, we we got there and we were just like chatting and and uh, I, what? And wait, actually, did he bring him or did did he bring you? It was Michael, it was Michael Gruen who connected us. He yes. said it was on behalf of uh, Nikki Haley's son. I forget his name. And I didn't, he wanted me to meet him. He wanted you to meet him. And then I think we just met him at the same time. <laughs> yes, that was it. That was the most random thing, but it was fun. <laughs> and you got to meet. So that was cool. Um, yeah, man. Wow. Well, thanks for coming on. This is very new for us. We're, uh, you, uh, how have you, so like really quickly, like how have you survived the, the bear market? Like what was like, you know, listen, it was a very dark period for a year of NFT world. I think and just in general NFTs, it just was such a, there was such low activity in general and the enthusiasm really kind of like was squeezed out. How did you guys like, what were you, what were you, how was your like, um, you know, kind of your approach to it, your team's approach? How did you guys like kind of stay positive on it all? It was, uh, it's, it's all we've known up until this point. So uh, I'm excited to see what a bull market is. I actually talked to a couple of the C-level suite yesterday, Lorenzo and Peter and a couple others. And I, I've got them on a call and I said, hey, look, our, you know, we've, been, we've been yearning for this bull market. We've been waiting for it. It's been a, a, dism, a, a dismal bear market, but we need to be ready to be nimble. Uh, and we need to be ready to catch trends and we need to be ready to be at the top of people's minds because our game plan as to how we've succeeded these last 20 months will not be the game plan once the hype really starts coming around. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I thought about it, I, you know, we kind of look at, it's weird because there's this North star, this evergreen roadmap that the company has, but then there's this also, there's also really two companies within that evergreen plan, which is like web two business and web three business. And during the bear market, the Web2 business has taken precedent uh, for obvious reasons. But now we have to be ready. You know, at $38,000 Bitcoin, I was like, ah, this is the beginning of a bull market. Now, does it, does it go to the moon tomorrow? Probably not. But if I don't start thinking, you know, ahead of our, you know, fun and exciting Web3 strategies, we'll get caught in a moment where we're going to have to rush things. And that's the place where I don't want to be. So I'm kind of foreshadowing what I think the obvious. And I think the obvious is uh, NFTs are going to come back kind of how the cycle goes. It's coins first. And when everyone's like, well, where do I put my coins and all this money that I made, it goes and translates into JPEGs and art and some of these. Uh, it, start, it usually starts with art. It usually goes from coins to art mm -hmm. because like the, there are people making money and they want to put it in like quality yeah. assets. And then there starts to be a degen phase. Now, yes. I'm. Do you think the degen phase goes back? Like, 
you know, the last bull run was powered by PFPs. And I, I want to also say that I think PFPs were exactly the thing that needed to, to happen when we were coming into, when we were in COVID. People were looking for community. They were looking for social relationships. They were looking to be a part of a club. I don't know if PFPs, particularly PFPs as we knew them in 2021, are the thing that people latch onto like they did last time. Art will always have a market, and it will, and it's never going to be as volatile. Or it's going to be, you know, they'll they'll be up, they'll be upside and downside and blah blah. But I'm curious. Do you think that P, does the PFP market come back as the way it was? Does it come back into something new, or is something new replace that as the thing everybody catches that everyone jumps on? I think the PFP market, and this is just me speaking from a marketing perspective. So I'll tell you, this is where I think I'm strongest. So my marketing mind tells me that there's no better vehicle for proliferation than the PFP. And as long as it is the most easily adoptable asset in NFT and the one that spreads further because of this idea that if I put it as my PFP, I am now an ambassador and now my entire audience and everybody that engages with me now sees it. I think that network effect is impossible to beat. And I also think just the money that was made on PFPs there's too many entrepreneurs, too many people that are going to spend too much money marketing them for it not to come back, right? Like I, I, I think it was, uh, and so for those two reasons, from a marketing only perspective, and then probably adding that social layer that though I think so, you're totally right, COVID was that dark and dismal time. I think people are still just lonely. I think that's a human characteristic that I don't think a lot of people give credit for how many people are truly lonely. Uh, I believe the, for these three reasons that the NFT PFP market will come back and in greater force. Do you, yeah. do you think that they, when it, do you think that when we say PFP market, do you think there, how do you think it evolves or does it like, is it, is it, is it coming back in the form that it did? So let's say PFPs come back. Great. We now know that there's going to be a brand representation of an NFT community that is like starting to, you know, those are starting to pop again. People are excited about them. What does it mean now? Because like, there's got to be some, like if I'm thinking back to it right now, there's got to be some skepticism around the roadmaps, the, the, the rah-rah. You know, there's just like, there, there was a lot of mumbo jumbo that happened during that period, which I, I, I'm curious, does, do people, does it play out exactly as it did? Or is it evolved into something that people are, I, I'm personally hoping that people want to buy into something that has more meat on it. That's what I'm praying for. And I don't know what that is. Could be a PFP, could be a game, could be a bot, could be whatever. I want people to buy experiences. I want them to invest in, I want things to go viral because of the user experience and not just the promotional uh, experience. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I have a, a tweet drafted. I draft all my tweets before I tweet them and I'll probably post it in a couple of days, but it kind of hones into where I think the evolution is going to come. And if you understand Web3 today and NFTs and specifically PFP, PFP culture created this, I think, meta, you know, when you build a business, I think pretty much since the beginning of time, it's like produce equals rewards, right? The, the sum of your production will yield you a reward. In NFT PFP land, it was yield reward, assume production, I believe because it's just so obvious. And, and I think we would just screw ourselves if this isn't changed. And it needs to be a cultural shift. Now, the problem right. is, is the, it's a two-faceted street. Everyone likes to put the onus on founders. And at some point, you know, the onus has to be on the culture that we all have created, founders I and agree. consumers. I agree. I agree. And, and, and the shift has to be made of, hey, based on how much you produce, you yield the rewards. And if we can just get into that mindset, I think all of the things that I think plagued our space that gave us this negative connotation that, you know, hurt the space in the long term will be dissipated. And hopefully, you know, we can go on a more typical path of, hey, you produce and you make cool shit, you know, you go. I've actually bought a Mad Lad the other day. And the reason why I bought it is I was like, okay, wallet and exchange. And then the floor price went down and I was like, What's wrong with these people? Floor price going down, and these guys are doing all this cool shit they're producing. So I bought it, and yeah. thankfully, you know, two weeks later, it turned out to be a good buy, right? Yep. Uh, the idea, and I'm thankful that the market is 
you know, I, I have a lot of gratitude towards the market when things go well for Pudgy Penguins, at least the NFT, because I feel like yeah. I work my freaking ass off. At some point, it's like, when are you going to, you know, to, I don't hate to say reward, but signal that this type of productivity is a positive and we will support and endorse that. And so I, I believe, especially the things that you see working as of recently, I believe have been contingent on, hey, we are producing. And so now we and our community members are being rewarded. And yeah, if we can make that shift, I think we will be in a great spot. I feel like you always used yeah. to say something. I always used to talk to you about this. And you, I was always like, I was like, Alex, like, the, the companies, the projects that are executing at the highest level are never getting the recognition that they deserve. And it's all and it, the people. I think it, was just, come up with it just took time. It just, it take, yeah. It's like, it's one of those things that takes time. And it, it's interesting. Um, you know, Luca, I was said before, I don't know if you were listening in, in the back, but um, one of the things that I believe that will change is instead of being like, you know, holders, I think a lot of uh, the holders are turning into like ambassadors. And I saw, I don't know if you saw, um, I'm sure you did, um, D gods like new stuff and there's this visual like on the board right where it had like two circles and one of them sort of went in and then the other one went out into these groups and those went out and i feel like out of all the founders out there that because everyone's like okay how do we go mainstream how do we go mainstream how does doodles become pixar how does zuki become you know uh the biggest anime you know brand i feel like the doodles could be Pixar and my doodle is not going to be really worth anything. Zuki might be the next anime company. I don't know that it's going to like trickle down. I feel like you're really the only one so far. I don't think you'll be the last, but I think you're the first that really like took the community on the ride also. And even if it was just started off as like, Hey, a few people are getting some licenses and then we're going to try to expand that and expand that. Um, you know, I feel like you were one of the first. So, how, how did you come to, how did you think, was was that, obviously it must have been deliberate, but can you walk through that like sort of mindset and that thought process of of like community? Because I feel like you guys have the strongest, and every community has like bad apples and people that are nasty or whatever, but like how have you sort of approached the community and, and um, sort of I feel like weaponized your community in, uh, for the, for budget in general? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of variables that I think are contingent on just the deal, right? The the bad actors, the the people screaming in the back of the bleachers, they left with the previous guy. And the guys who really believe stayed when I took it over. And when I took it over, I knew it wasn't a democratic process. And I just tried my absolute hardest to do what I felt was going to be the best approach that made the community feel like this was going to be a joint effort and not a singular effort. I mean, the, the the Web3 idea of Web3 building, I don't think is predicated on the technology. I think it's predicated on the environment and the thesis and how you work as a unit, right? And, and, and how I think of this is, you know, I can sell NFTs on a blockchain, but I can very much be a Web2 company. At that point, I'm just selling digital products right? What does it mean to be a Web3 company? And, and one of the key things that I was optimizing for in the beginning was a majority of the really affluent pudgy penguin holders wanted me to buy it and donate it to a DAO. I'm like, look, I don't have enough. I, I've made a good amount of money in my life, but two and a half million dollars just to donate it is not the approach that I'm going to take. But <laughs> the argument of the DAO made sense to me, right? And I'm a huge believer in DAOs. I think they still need a little more fleshing out to be hyper efficient and hyper effective. I think there's like a, probably a crux here or there that I think, you know, maybe can stagnate uh, productivity. So how can I build this like a DAO without technically making it a DAO was kind of the thought process because the guys, you know, understanding the game of NFTs is you, there's an affluent base that you have to make sure is on board with the thesis. You know, people like Vincent Van Doe and Psyop Cop and all of these guys that were really influential in the Pudgy Penguin community. You know, I needed to come in and I needed to think, you know, I am the muscle. I am the person that's going to, you know, create the actions and make shit happen. And I can hustle hard. But the ideation and the creativity and the, the North Star has to be a joint effort and we all have to be aligned. The best thing that I think I've done over the last 20 months is align expectations. And why I think that's really important. And I've asked different founders uh, across a majority of blue chip projects. And I said, 
what was the thing that really went wrong for you? And if you actually take this, these, what I'm about to say and apply it to a lot of projects, you'll see that this was a common consensus as to like what really hurt a lot of people. And that was the misalignment of expectations, right? There, whether it was, you know, a secondary collection or a third collection where people thought it would do X, it ended up doing Y. And then people, you know, over-speculated. Once people really start getting burned, it's like almost like the house of cards begin to fall. How much, I mean, how much do you think that's the founder's responsibility to control that expectation? I, I think, I, and this is this was this was my assessment on it. I think you can. I think as a founder, you have the ability to control it. Now, I, there's two ways to approach it. You either really control it or you stay passive on it, right? And staying passive on it lets people go and create a narrative and you have to control that narrative. It's, it's like a, a mayor of a town without law. You know, what is your town? It's really a, an anarchic, uh, a, a, a chaotic environment. And so for me, the, the thing is... The thing that we pride ourselves most about at Pudgy Penguins and the, probably the best thing that I personally did was whether a Pudgy Penguins at 1 ETH or 7 ETH or 10 ETH or 100 ETH, you know exactly what you're buying, right? There is no confusion. And at some point, I can't control what I can't control. I deliver output. I give you transparency. I show you what I'm doing. You know, it is very clear throughout the Discord and throughout Twitter that I'm being productive and that I am working towards that North Star of creating a brand that tens of millions of people know and love. And so whether the floor price is at one or at 10 or at 50, all I can do every day is show up, show out and, you know, work towards that North Star, which is creating a brand that tens of millions of people know and love. If I do nothing for a month, at a minimum, you see our Instagram showing output, millions of views, in some cases, tens of millions of views, Giphy with billions of views, and you see the content pipeline. And so though there might not be a big moment, right? What you mm -hmm. have seen is you have seen this North Star that is creating a legacy brand, and you have seen the progress throughout that month and towards getting there. And so you feel comfortable. You feel like there's progress being made. And, and I think that's what community members want. Yeah. Do you think like if we were to like look at some of the other mainstream, like the most the most recognizable brands in the world that are in the entertainment space that are IP focused, let's talk about like I guess it's like Star Wars, Marvel, and Marvel is so broad. It's uh, hard to the see. number one is Pokemon. Then there's like Hello Kitty. Okay, um, so let's let's think about this for a quick second. What is it that you think is the thing that put that on the map? that would be that I guess is your that that you look at as like a potential North Star. Do you know what I mean? Because like if I think about Star Wars, I think about two things. I think about the movies and then I think about the action figures. And those are to me the things that I don't know. I when I think of Star Wars, that's what I connect to. Um what I don't know what are your thoughts about that? Yeah the question really when when you ask me that is how do you turn this into a franchise? Right. How do you turn this into something that's not just, you know, maybe an Internet icon, which I think on our current trajectory, it will become right. If I keep making more content and gain more awareness and more love and on social, which I think we're doing really well, we will become a piece of Internet culture, which is great, but it's not a franchise. Right. Mm -hmm. And a franchise is really where the fandom comes. And it, and it comes down to two things, either long form story uh, through TV series or a movie or a game. And they, every every franchise outside of Hello Kitty was predicated on those two things. Now, Hello Kitty put on a masterclass on lifestyle product distribution. They made thousands of different SKUs and basically just invaded at the perfect time and had the perfect resources to basically make all of these products. It is a super, uh, it's, a, it's an anomaly like none other. You look at the top 50 IPs, it's the only one that did it like that. Everyone else either had a game that really broke them through or a TV series or a movie. And for us, uh, December 9th will tell you what trajectory we want to go. Uh, and I and I believe you will be able to tell, you, you will be able to see our future uh, on that date. December 9th. Wow. Is this, is that our puzzle? Is that right puzzle. after? Right? Oh, it's yeah. During. Ooh. Ooh, right. I like that. That's exciting. Like that. Okay. I have uh, I have some I have some I have some questions. I have three amazing questions. Amazing questions. Wow. Amazing Jeez. questions from from Jackie, not from me. All right. First <laughs> is would you rather have a floor price of 0.01 ETH and 100,000 holders or a floor price of 10 ETH with 1,000 holders? 10 ETH with 1,000 holders. I think so too. No question. Yeah. I think so too. 
Because then all those people will care very, very much about you. And because remember, versus- because remember the, it's the hive mind concept. The hive mind strengthens. It's, it's, an, it's. I hope people understand what I'm trying to say when I say this. But the hive mind strengthens as price goes up. You begin to you begin to get a more, uh, you know, let's just say without going because I don't want to say the wrong thing. The hive yeah. mind strengthens when price goes up. I get, it, I get it. I agree. I think that was if I if I was to say there was the the hardest thing for nights at Egen has always been we never had that moment where we hit that price. We've always set expectations and everyone's always been happy and we've always delivered, but we never had that moment where the ETH price was so high. That the that the in, that it was worth the level of investment of certain minds, you know what I mean? There's a different it, there's a different level, I, and I, I completely understand what you're saying. All right, next question. I feel like I also know the answer to this one. Would you rather burn all the NFTs uh, NFTs in in your ecosystem to create a top five IP brand, or lose the IP top being a top five IP brand, but become the most popular and top NFT project of all time? I would lose the IP game and uh, become the top five NFT project of all time. Now, now that's I really, I really appreciate you answering that way. That's fucking dope. I would not. I did not expect you to say that. Go yeah, on. I expected the other way. And, so and but way actually, if you think about it, if you are the number one top NFT project of all time, you're if no, the trajectory if the trajectory continues. You're probably bigger, you, you know, and you believe that you know digital collectibles, Web three, etc. You're probably you probably are a top five IP brand at that point anyway. Explain so, your, your explain yourself. My uh, this may be my Achilles heel, and this may be where I fail, and I know it. But I believe my responsibility starts and stops with the people who believe in me first, and to me, how those people are identified are my NFT holders, and. There is an understanding of the maturation of this industry. And I can tell you right now, there's decisions that I made already that are already live that I technically, from a longevity standpoint, should not have done, right? But because of where this space is and it's an infancy and with the taboo and and where I think it's going to go, it's either I break the barrier or nobody does, or it takes five to 10 years to do. And so my thought process is if I take care of the group who's taking care of me, everything will shake itself out. And I also believe that if, like you said, Alex, if the NFT hits a certain point and digital collectibles win, which I believe they will do because I believe the mechanism of digitally collecting is exponentially better than physically collecting, then I will ingrain myself in history in a way that will always make the IP significant, yeah. and powerful. And is that the next great franchise? I don't know. But at the end of the day, I, speaking openly and consciously, you know, if and when I can get a pudgy penguin to 104, God willing, that opens up a slew of, of potential <laughs> opportunities and leverage that I, I mean, I can yeah. walk into Disney and say, Disney, you guys have been selling, you know, billions of dollars of toys of toys at 15% margin. It's a bad business. How about this business that's a 98% margin? I can help you here. You help me on where I'm weak, which is maybe long form content, and let's help each other. And I'll have that leverage because I'll have a billion dollar market cap at that point, and I'll be able to do deals that might not be able to get done today. And so I think yeah. it can work itself out if you succeed in the NFT space. I also add to, I'd also add to that. I first of all think that's a fantastic answer and a great approach and completely agree and makes me want to go buy a fucking pudgy. It was spot on. Um, I'm never so selling my pudgy. I've got a think, top no, top I, 500 rarity. The thing I would say um, we also don't exactly know like there was a you know the time when Star Wars and Marvel and Pokemon and some of these major IPs came up the world was different you know what I mean? Digital distribution was different. Media was different. You know, everyone didn't have their own ability to create their own platform. So like, I think there's something to be said for the fact that like we are entering into a new world where the way that, that the best franchise are created or the best IP is created, um, doesn't necessarily have to follow the same path as the ones that prior. And when that, when, when we, when we look at it from that perspective, to me, that's why I that's why I love the answer of saying, 
I don't need, I don't want to burn the assets and go after the, the traditional franchise route. I want to build, I want to build a web three brand first. I believe that's the right approach because I think that we are entering into a world where owning IP is the future. Distribute, you know, ownership of IP is the future. Ownership, distributed ownership is the future. All the new digital commerce opportunities of the future. And that's what's going to create the iconic brands of the future. I don't know that it's just whatever Warner Brothers says or Disney says is the only answer going forward. I hope it's not. I honestly don't. I, I hope it's not. I'll, I'll tell you this, and I'm an unequivocal believer in this statement. I don't believe that the NFT can fail and the real world business can succeed because I believe they will take that energy from the failure of the NFT and poison the culture and the community in the Web2 space. You know, one bad review is louder than a thousand positive ones. I learned that in direct consumer. NBA Top Shot is battling what you're saying here. NBA yeah. Top Shot's battling. And they're, I think they're doing a damn fucking good job, but they have to put up with a lot of unhappy people every day because they came in at an unsustainable top. And honestly, it's not Top Shot's fault. It's crazy community members that that FOMO'd in at the very top of a market that was completely irrational. But like they're facing that problem. Yeah. Why are you making fun of me? No, I'm joking. No, but like no, but you, you didn't even come in at the top. You came in in January. No, I know. I know. The reality is like the people that came in and saw that um that only experienced the down downward down uh, downward uh a loss of 95% of their investment and never really got any kind of fulfillment or enjoyment out of that experience of, of owning a collectible. That is a very hard thing to, to overcome. It is, it is, there's no doubt yeah. about it. It's a yeah. tidal wave. And so for us to answer the question shortly, I optimized for the NFT success above all else. If something is happening, I will rip the entire team off of what they're doing to go and fix a problem. If there is one. Yeah. And, and I, something I think about a lot is, you know, because Drew, you're mentioning before, you know, every new medium that comes out, a new IP brand is sort of usually born. So you take comic books, uh, action comic books, or, you know, DC and Marvel in the 30s, 40s. You take, you know, um, the trilogy wasn't really a thing until Star Wars. And you take like young adult novels, you know, wasn't a thing, like for entertainment, wasn't a thing until you take something like Harry Potter or like, you know, multiple books, um, series. So, um, and then obviously Game Boy and Pokemon and things like that. So I, I do believe that NFTs will have at least one, if not a few, uh, brands that come from it, IP brands that sort of spawn from it and are known from like, oh, that was their origin, but like they do everything now, right? Like everyone, like if you do, if you make a, you know, if you, if you do really well on the NFT side, like, and you go and you make a good movie and you make a good TV show and make good merch and you could you could do everything. Um, and that's usually what you end up doing. All right, last question for me on my fun questions is, would you um, rather, and you can only do, you could choose one or the other. Like if you do one, you can't do the other. Um, be the top selling physical toy or the top selling Fortnite skin. Uh, top selling Fortnite skin. Yeah, same, same. They probably make so much. I, I do they ever release the numbers on that? The toy business is not a good business. People think that I'm in the toy business. I just want to make it very clear. I am not in the toy business. It, it is a vertical. It was the lowest hanging fruit. Royalties went to zero. It's where I knew my skill set exceeded. You know, you know, it's 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 what I knew how to do. But to me, just to be clear, I look at the toys as a marketing vehicle, right? Crazy. My idea is how many homes can I get in so that when everyone's talking about NFTs and crypto, they look over their shoulder on their couch or their son or their daughter or their niece or their nephew or their friend or their family member has this penguin. And then they have to make the conscious decision that why would I buy some vaporware bullshit when I'm looking at the thing that I should buy, right? Yeah. That so, is, so I'm not so you're basically know, saying. Uh, sorry, I'm saying you're you're basically saying December 9th, uh, we will know basically whether you're making a TV show or a video game. That's basically it, right? Like that's <laughs> <laughs> entertainment. I mean, that's that. Those are the options. I mean, unless it's, I guess it could be comic or something. No, it's got to be a video game or, or a TV show. Honestly, my kids will will play or watch both. 
the you know I got a PS5 recently because we're making a bunch of games of truth, and um, and obviously I you know wanted to play more video games because uh, that's that's exactly what I need to do with my time. But um, I've dude, been playing uh, Saturdays recently. I stopped for you, many years. What do you play? What, what, wait, hold on. What do you play? I'm playing Hogwarts and Apex Legends right now. All right. Well, add me on Fortnite. We can go if you play. I, I, uh, I've actually been playing a lot of NHL 24. Rangers are amazing. What, what systems do you guys use these days? I've just been so out of five. PS5 is great. Go get a yeah, PS5. I, I have first of all, it's like 500 bucks. It's like, not, like it feels like, what is that? Point, point two? Point two five? <laughs> What is that? That's nothing. Point two five e. Go get yourself a uh, a PS five. Um, no, but uh, right, yeah, so no. I mean, question for you. So let's actually take a quick second outside of Pudgy. You know, what would you be as a let's put an investor hat on for a second? What would you be investing on in the space? Whether it's NFTs, businesses, tech, asset, infrastructure. Like, where would you be putting deploying capital right now? Yeah, I'm a huge believer in the gaming narrative. Um, it just makes sense. I'm yeah. a huge believer in some of the artists. I love Sam Pratt and Benny and all of these guys are trying to get, I mean, it's just so expensive. I'm like, I, so do, need, I, do, I do need to back it yeah. up though. At some point it's going to get way more expensive and I just support it. Um, no, know. You know, but like, let's think of from like where I think the most returns are going to come. I think the most returns are going to come from this, you know, blockchain actually solves a huge AI problem. This AI problem where you don't know what's real. What isn't uh, that's the number one thesis for blockchain right now yes who who is really going to crack that code i think is going to yield exponential upside uh this no, idea there's a chance that like someone like them like, it, it there's a, a part of me almost feels like it has to happen at the content creation phase like almost like whoever like oh, like the adobe or the word or sheets like everything that's created and printed and typed and designed needs to happen on chain for provenance and record I, I could totally agree. I think uh, the idea of if you're looking at AI and gaming being two of the biggest theses this next run, which I totally think they are, what is, you know, my biggest win actually last cycle was on render token. And the idea was if, if metaverse was the narrative, which it was, you know how hard it is to render all of these assets? It's actually incredibly difficult. So I poured a boatload of money into render token because I thought to myself, well, you know, if, if everyone's building metaverses, do you know, it actually takes thousands of hours for this stuff to render. The comp Nobody has the computing power in their offices to actually render all this stuff. So you need to yeah. outsource it. I think there's a lot of tools uh, along those lines. Recently right? Redbeard Ventures recently invested in a, like a de decentralized AWS that's built for, you know, these types of like lower cost computing and cloud storage. So I completely agree with that. Yeah. And, uh, and then one thing I just hate, and I've heard this, you know, be the, I've asked people like, why haven't you bought a pudgy penguin? Um, and, and there's this narrative of execution risk. And so the one thing that I'm investing in is I'm investing in execution risk. Cause that's the, I think that's the only thing worth investing in at the end of the day, it's people that are going to push this stuff. It is teams that is going to push this stuff. And so who are the good teams? That's why I bought my mad lad the other day. It worked out pretty well. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just, these guys just seem like killers. And I saw a story where he lost all his money in FTX they kept going and like they lost like 10, almost 10, 15, 18, something, something along those, it was a certain amount of money. Those yeah. are the people you want to bet on, right? Yeah. I want to bet on those guys who are pushing through when it doesn't look like they should succeed. Um, and so AI gaming, the things that power those two, and then people that I just think are beasts. Yep. Yep. Respected. Yeah, I love uh, that. That's, that's awesome. Jack <laughs> He's, yeah, he's, my, he's my biggest that's my biggest nft position right now if his assets yeah. i think i've got about 40 something opepins i got a bunch of the uh the um checks and trademarks i didn't love the signal one the circle one that one didn't resonate as much with me but but uh yeah he's he's executing at the highest level by the way it's just genius on a on a piece of graphic design totally. yeah by the way this whole time i've just been thinking because like when i bought the uh ps5 i wanted I have two girls. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And I want them to play games. Like, I want them to be gamers. I want them to, like, show up. Me too. Drew, Drew's been, Drew and I have played NBA Jam together. And he – actually, Jackie, who's in the back, I think I beat Jackie by 60 points in NBA Jam in the arcade. I'm like uh, I'm like uh, Woody Harrelson in uh, White Man Can't Jump uh, for NBA Jam. <laughs> he rolls up but, to um, rolls up NBA Jam. I'll take the chump, man. Give me the chump. <laughs> yeah. But – um. 
no, I, the, the, sorry, the reason I was bringing this up is, you know, we were looking for games. I was looking for games for them. And I got like this, this terrible Bratz game, which I regretted immediately. And there's this really interesting Disney enchanted game, but it's a one player game. So they're fighting for the control. You're right. You're there's, right. There's not much out there for kids. There's not great kid platform games. Now, there's a lot of great kid like iPhone games. So maybe that's really it. And that's what they care about. But I realized, I just like realized that I was looking through the store of them and there was like, there's nothing. There it really was, isn't. I look. I have two boys that are. I mean, they're too young right now to really get into like the full game experience. They're four and two, but like I love. I I like look around to see if there are any like little kid games because I want them to be able to play games also. Like it's something I could do with them and share an experience with. But it's it's tough. They're not there yet. But um, yeah. no doubt. Well, Luke, I appreciate you coming on here, brother. It's been fun to chop it up, buddy. Always a pleasure to hear from you. I'm uh, here to yeah. be on whenever, and both of you are invited to our Miami Art Basel event uh, December 9th. It's uh, yeah. a good one. You shouldn't miss out. Excited. Let's go. All right. Spread the word. You're the man. Later, guys. Thanks for coming. All right. We're going to close this out, right? Or yeah. how do we, we end this? That's what we do. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, last few. So, again, we're going to be doing this. I guess we'll do this every Thursday, four o'clock for right now until if, the, if that time works. I, I don't know if next week works because we have this little Art Basel thingy. Um, for sure. for yeah. upstream, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, so, we'll talk and maybe next Friday, or we may have to skip next week. But we should have a we should have a guest every week. I feel like um, yeah. there's no reason not to. Yeah, we could. Me and you could do our 30 minutes, and then we could bring our 30, 40 minutes, and bring on a guest for 20, and it's great. Um, yeah, this was a lot. Of, no, it's this, fun. This, this, felt, this felt good. This felt right. Good. Felt like uh, felt like home. Like we've done this. We've done this before. Um, yeah. All right. So awesome, guys. Uh, just yeah, keep your eyes open, guys. There's a lot of shit going on. It's buying season again. NFTs are moving. I don't know if you guys noticed, but um, what was the Dow? One of the Dows. Actually, I'll tell you right now. I was just looking. Um, uh, the, uh, Flamingo Dow just put through uh, 350 ETH work. Uh, ETH spent 350 ETH on art today. Fucking sweeping, amazing stuff too. Like you're talking like life in a West America. Um, just like really, you know, Genesis by Claire Silver, um, you know, it's just like a lot of really cool art. So, um, it's definitely art season. Jack Butcher's cleaning up. Um, there's a lot happening, man. It's, it, it's, I remember when we started the show, it was like, everyone was clamoring yeah. to figure out how do I make sense of the space? And I think it's about to happen again. So like join the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm so, you maybe you maybe buy an NFT today. So yeah. that was, I haven't bought an NFT in so long. I'm not gonna lie, I'm on Pudgy, Pudgy Penguins right now, trying to decide if I want to make a move. Because I, I had All a couple, right. of and I cleaned up, and then I kind of consolidated into like a few little projects that I was like mostly art and Top Shot. And a I love my, my. I have um, I have a. He's got a top hat. He's got sunglasses, and he's got um, a lab coat. I, honestly, I, I should be in the next license agreement. You know, you got a lab yeah. coat. You want to you want to teach kids uh, how to be a doctor, but floor, also wear a top hat. The floor on. one right now. A nice big beard too. It's like calling my name. The floor, the floor pudgy right now has a, has a nice it. beard. Um, so you, you're gonna regret if you don't do it, right? I think so too. It's, he's got like, dude, it's got legs to be like the next apes. There's no doubt. There's no reason why it can't be. No, honestly, I just feel like the first of all, it was seventy this morning, so it's seven point two five. Oh, by the way, that guy looks exactly like you. Or if you look at like four in. The guy with the the comb in the in the, in the eye patch. Yeah, but did you see the one with the 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 fro and the beard below that one? Oh yeah, that that's a good one. It's a good one. Honestly, too. I think both are, are good. Yeah, By I'm the way, you know I minted I minted I think uh, five of them. Um, four like I minted five pudgy penguins back in the day. Yeah, you you didn't hold them though, did you? I held one. I sold four of them on the way up. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is pre pre Luca. Like this is in the beginning. Um, yeah. I sold it before the New York Times article. That was stupid, but I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I kept one because I was just like, this guy's cute. I'm just going to keep him forever. And then obviously when Luke took over, I was like, I'm never selling him. Glory but, um, Glorious then. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, we're catching up, buddy. And then, yeah, we'll, we're going to do this every week as always, guys. Come back, uh, join the chats, ask questions, bring ideas. We're going to try to make this a very community-oriented uh event jackie's doing a great job on the production on the promotion so we got we got some things yeah. brewing here we got some things wait brewing. It feels can we say that hold on can we just show for a second that we um i'm gonna show one last thing and then we'll uh then we'll go this was a week or two ago we oh, were fine. uh but by the way so jackie oh doing yeah some okay follow sorry us follow us follow us on tiktok 
on Twitter. What is it? At the few pod, if I'm not mistaken. At the few pod. Yeah. And then at it's the like a different ways like, on, on the Instagram bottom, right? and the bottom. Oh, it's yeah. on the like, yeah. Boom. Wait, but hold on. Subscribe. I just want to, I just want to show this for a second. This was uh, like a week or two ago. We were, we were, what is it? Number 83. 83 on and podcast. You see, you see who's 84 rug radio. Yeah. And the, uh, 82 oh. is Bloomberg. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're up? just, uh, oh. either, Sorry. either, either things aren't looking good over rug radio or, uh, you know, we're just, we're on a meteoric grind. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure everything's fine. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for coming. See you. Later, guys. Peace. Peace.